You're listening to the shorter, digest version of the Hutton Orbital Radio Show, with the Hutton News, the Hot Pit Bit, Commander Flossie and her community goals, Galnet Digest, and Buck Naked's Top Trucker. If you want the discussion section and the green room, there's also a longer version of this podcast available. Whichever you choose, do enjoy the show. A pile of incoming audio recordings. The station sorting robot trundles through the corridors beeping its way from gantry to gantry and up the goods lift towards the studio. With a weary beep and a possible warble, it dumps a lot on the studio desks and starts inserting them one by one into the broadcast deck. With all the dongles inserted into the right holes, it gives a rather roboty thumbs up and trundles to one corner to power down. As it does, the red light over the door comes on and the voice can be heard from behind the pile of dongles. Our mics are live. Good evening everyone from Studio 5 over at Hutton Orbital for this week's live roundup of everything happening out there in the galaxy that you didn't know you didn't know and many of you didn't know you wanted to know. I'm joined in the studio by the usual crew. We've got Harry Balzac. My pleasure. This Balzac's itching to get started. We've got Lou Snockers. I can't believe you brought me out from LHS 340 for this. And we've got... Norma. That's Madam Snockers. They certainly are. Plus special reports from Matrix 5060, Cecil, Canon Interstellar, Buck Naked, Commander Wotherspoon and his sharp digestion, and of course the Green Room. But first tonight, it's the headlines. Far-flung friends in frolic frenzy. Bum-dialing video leaves commanders exposed. Great Scott! Colonia wants engineer top spots. Muggy McMugface messily mines multitude of metallic meteorites. Atrus is riding high this week. Just in case we haven't had enough Thargoids for this week, Haxcom's at it too. Loose lips direct chips. Norma's initiative steps up a gear. In true Hutton style, if you're going to pop to the shops, you choose the furthest one away and take something slow, like a Type 9. If you're organising a quick wing selfie, Colonia. A race, Beagle Point. With Hutton space relatively calm and an apparent mini-retreat by the Thargoids on the cards, uh, more about that later, Commanders Maddor, Matty, the short engineer, and this station's very own one-man rampage decided that a selfie stick was entirely too short and that for real pictures, one should go walkabout. By walkabout, we mean have a race. 
far from the nearest location to buy more SRVs, restock, repair or refuel. And by walkabout we also mean leaving half the races behind on the basis they might catch up sooner or later. What started as a quick trip to visit a number of Thargoid burned megaships quickly evolved into a jolly to Colonia, and then a number of dares were offered up and a race was planned. Commanders 2612, The Malice and Wraith Bobby B haven't quite recovered from their megaship trip and are staying closer to the bubble, but the others have had too many Centauri megagins. If anyone wants to race Team Hotbox, you've got a week to get to Beagle Point. Truckers, start your engines. Hutton's biggest unwanted expose in recent years was uncovered this week after an accidental body-to-videophone dial-button incident revealed a little more than was intended. Commander PsychoCal, whilst conducting secret meetings with personal persons unknown, managed to bum-dial his way into notoriety, revealing the entire conversation, or at least the audible part of it, whilst at the same time subjecting the Hutton TV channel to an unexpurgated view of his uh, gluteus maximus. For reasons unknown, and possibly for similar reasons that ladies on a night out have often been seen to use their bosom buttressing garments as a spare pocket, he'd used his undercrackers. Unfortunately for the viewers of this week's Zero-G Champions League football qualifiers, they went from seeing a load of balls to, uh, let's just say, that the last time they saw anything like that, it was in a pickling jar in the Zeno History Museum and filed under mysterious appendage. Unfortunately, the station-wide communications message, complete with audio, was sent to the personal communications devices of the entire team, who, as a result of security protocols, were actively prevented from hanging up. Commander Wotherspoon was taken to Nurse Wyeth's office, screaming, my eyes, my eyes, it won't turn off, dear God, my eyes! And Deadmeat had to have his phone removed from his possession after repeatedly logging back on and goggling in amazement. We've totally forgotten what secrets were being discussed in the conversation, and to be fair, we've all been for a total memory wipe of the incident just in case it causes nightmares. Digital Mind Bleach Inc. hasn't been this busy since Hober wore that nappy at Lavecon. This is a reminder to all Hutton Commanders. If you're going to secrete your personal communications devices about your person, please, for the love of Alvin, turn the camera off. And now, a report on the incident from Hutton's apology officer. Hutton Orbital Incident Report, 1700 hours, 8th March 3305. Incident Location, Hutton Orbital. Reporting Officer, Mia Harkness, Apology Officer, Team Hotbox. Circulate 2, His Fluffiness, Alvin DeFear, Progenitor Leo Wolf. Incident Type, Security. Well, like many things in Hutton Orbital, it started with a smell, an intolerable smell. Worse than Simon's digested pickled mushrooms. A cursory inspection of Cubicle 3 showed that, for once, it was not the cause. Finally, Commander Psychocow owned up, and at the insistence of Alvin DeFear, the offending orifice was fitted with an AI-enhanced catalytic converter, or a cork. To avoid injury and possible loss of sight to other radio presenters, it was decided to fit the implant. So Nurse Wyeth got to work with a welding torch and a pair of wire snippers. In order to perform to its best ability, the implant was connected to his enteric nervous system, and that's when things started to get weird. And I mean hot and weird. 
As the implant and gut brain started working together on methane management, people around Hutton began receiving comms calls and messages pleading for help. It would appear that the implant was trying to have itself removed and was using its Wi-Fi connectivity to enlist the assistance of commanders in the Hutton orbital area. With limited interaction protocols, the implant has attempted to impersonate authority figures which it thinks will have more influence on human recipients, such as Nigerian princes, generals and friends of important public figures. So if you receive a request for help from any of the above, please ignore them. That catalytic converter has a job to do, and we will all suffer if it's released. The cybernetic arse's latest ploy was to invite the whole Hutner Orbital Radio team to a conference call where it could air its grievances. Unfortunately, it decided to do this by video call, meaning those who accepted were too traumatised to listen to what the intelligence had to say for itself. With an uncanny sense of precognition, one witness said that it sounded a lot like politicians venting guttural pronouncements but not making a lot of sense. When asked about the revolution going on in his lower intestine, Commander Psycho Cow replied, That always makes noises like that. I don't have the best diet. Later reports said that the AIRS has begun campaigning for the Federation Presidency and is gaining support by the day. We can only apologise and wish you a happy Teacher Appreciation Day. Me Harkness, Apology Officer, Team Hotbox. Sorry again. King Hanky of Colonia has yet to comment on the latest initiative to bring the region out of the Dark Ages and into the 34th century by upgrading its engineers from hit with a hammer to fetch me the hydro spanners. Yes, with engineers in Colonia doing their best to keep up with consumer demand for faster engines, more jumpy jump range, a little bit more pew-pew in their lasers, and of course, shields that will resist high-gravity surface impacts, a group calling themselves Lawrence Reapers, who understand that they're bored agricultural combine harvesters, have started an initiative called Operation Montgomery Scott. Yes, the pilot in Colonia, we're looking at you, King Hankey, is being encouraged to do as much work as he can in the engine room and gives it all, all he's got with the hopes that with all the practice sucking through their teeth and suggesting that your ASP has a bad earth and that your UJs are short, they might actually gain some skills and provide access to the more potent ship upgrade recipes out there. Of course, they could always look them up on Galweb, but as the connection's a bit wonky out at Colonia, they might end up with a recipe for Thargoid Souffle instead. The galaxy has come together this week in horror of the continued exploits of Muggy McMugface, like a tech monkey as a pilot. It all began with a generous donation from his great uncle Antarius Fusion at Jameson Memorial and an overheard conversation about Paynite riches beyond his dreams. Muggy, having sedated his overactive pet mouse, kitted his ship out by carefully selling all the flight assist modules he insisted he was never removing. His mining ship was complete and the galaxy shook, mainly from the collisions. His exit from the station took nearly three minutes as every part of the station's structure was fully crash-tested, bending the structure into a pretzel-taped cantilever, raspberrying at the fines and exiting the station at an angle yoga instructors would be proud of, before using the toast rack as a handbrake before speeding away into the void of space. 
He then promptly crashed into Commander Galmidden's wing signal, his ship, the asteroid he was mining, and sent several collector limpids to a sudden and unexpected fiery death. After muttering, pew pew, shooty shooty, rock rocks, several times, in Scottish, an ancient and very dead Earth language, spoken by the Ouija's of the northern part of one really small island, he noticed nothing was entering his ship. He had, very carefully, left in refinery on Pad 25 at Jameson. Luckily, local commanders also mining in the area offered to refine his first load for him. After adding more metal than he mined from the asteroids, he eventually took his wireframe ship to sell his bulging hold, managing to hit most of the stars on the way. Having fitted a refinery, pirates had got wind of Muggy's return to the mine, and he laughed, dragging them with him into the mine. He laughed heartily as Galmid was exploded into dust, sending 260 units of Painite to the depths of space, never to be seen again. This made Commander Galmid very unhappy, which he appeared to enjoy. Muggy still had to dock, however, and the harrowed docking crew of U Enterprise have now been given post-traumatic counselling, as Muggy smashed into the pad, leaving it looking like the scrap pile at Hudden Orbital. We say again, for your own safety, if you come across Commander Muggy McMugface flying around, stay well clear. Good evening, truckers! Atrus5060 reporting in once more with the latest intel from Canon Research on the Sargoids. Things have been looking rather bleak over the last few weeks, with an increasing number of systems undergoing incursions by the deadly bugs. But this past week, the AXI and its allies have turned the tide of this war. Using overwhelming firepower, the anti-Xeno pilots have cleared the 14 remaining incursions and even drove off the Thargoid attack in Tellin. Congratulations to all Hacks members who participated in this monumental task and for defending the glory of the Mug against the invaders. Although the other systems reported last week as targets by the Eagle Eye Network are under incursion, AXI and Canon are confident they can drive the Thargoids out rather quickly. This opens up a lot of opportunities for Operation IDA. Is it Ida? I never can get that right. Operation Thingy and Hotfix to get more stations back online. This week, Eagle Eye is reporting that the Thargoids will be targeting stations in Ingo Bay, New Kuang, Judumlia. Erlongs, LDS 883 and Obam 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 Hackswing to help drive back the enemy. Keep an eye out 
for orders from Hacks Command and good luck out there, truckers. For the mug. Oh, hang on. Looks like we've got an incoming message. One second. Hello, can you hear me? This is travel agent Carter Blake of the Progressive Party of Exegus. This is an emergency. The Sargoids have attacked Slackage's hangout. All the station command have been injured, and now I'm in charge of Zeno Defense. The station's on fire, there are explosions all around, and I can't get a fucking drink. Won't somebody get me a drink? I'm just a travel agent. I don't know anything about fighting. But by God, I know all about arranging holidays. So we're shipping everybody out. All 150,000 people in the system. I need you to bring every ship you have to pull people out of here. I don't give a f no. Whether you're the top 1% of luxury liners, I just want you to get us out of here. Don't come empty-handed. We need food, evacuation shelters, medicine, and a f drink. Did I mention how f hot it is in here? My f eyeballs are sweating. The docks are even hotter, and there's crap flying everywhere. Please be careful not to bump into the escape pods. And don't sit outside the station waiting for the auto dock because it's no. broken. You'll just look like a f no. <laughs> idiot while we all burst into flames in this hellhole. That's it. I'm going to find myself a drink and I'm out of here. It appears that most of the commanders in Colonia have taken the week off, it was as we've experienced break. drops in all three systems. This isn't as disastrous as it sounds, as we were a little high in the old Procol Cantori, and the other player faction in tier get a little bit sniffy if we raise too high, because they were there first. We're not close enough to other factions to get involved in a conflict, so normal trucking, missions, passenger missions, trade, are good in all three systems. Bounty hunting is available in Eel Proco Centauri and Doriso and is best cashed in tier. Doriso's in outbreak, so there's good money to be made there. For exploration data, contact King Hankey. In the bubble, it looks like there's been a lot of competition between commanders wanting to get the job done. In Haghole, with over 85% of this week's missions taking place there. Leading the way were Commanders Dmitri F, Duckface, Marco2612, Rincewind Cymru and Sox, but there were plenty of others getting stuck in there and thrusting up our influence. Having won the election in record time and getting nothing more to show for it than a pimple on our moon, we've swiftly risen to within 12% of the controlling faction and could be grabbing them by the Messerschmitts as early as the weekend if we can keep it up. In other systems, Van Marnen, Star, Wise, both LPs and Luton are all standing a little too proud, so if you could slap those down a bit, that would be useful. Everywhere else is looking just handy, with the exception of Stein, which could do with a little tickle. For the mug truckers, then, let's go back to Hatscom for an update before we nip over to Norma. Incoming message from Hatscom. 
It was another great week for humanity. AX forces around the bubble cleared all 14 active incursions, and Haxwing participated in the one infestation that was cleared in Telen. That means that in the last week, humanity has freed 24 systems from Tharg's minions. But it's not all good news. There were five other infestations that weren't cleared, and those systems are now under the thumb of Tharg. HIP-16607 is one of them, and home to Red Dice Systems who have specifically requested our help. If you aren't working Operation Hot Vacation in Exodus, or when you're done, let's keep the fight going and help another faction win back their home. This is an incursion, so look for the AX Combat Zones. Those will have waves of scouts, followed by interceptors. The interceptors will try to kill your power when they arrive, so be ready with a neutralizer. When you hear your computer warn you an energy surge is detected, count to three, then fire it off. If you hit your neutralizer too soon, it will stop protecting you before the surge hits, and you will still lose power. Be sure to have tough shields, tougher hulls, and reinforced modules when operating in AXCZs. Guardian Gauss Cannons are the current weapon of choice for interceptors, and AX Multi Cannons remain a great stick to beat scouts with. Decontamination limpets also help when Tharg hits you with the corrosive goo. These combat zones are best tackled in wings, so find some like-minded truckers and wing up for some PWP. Okay, let's mount up, fight hard, and defend the mug. And AXCOM Transmission. Defend the mug. In the interstellar initiatives, the system which received the most votes for bridging the gap was the Senyuf EN-H D11-96. Today, Zendi partners rolled out their new megaships ferry as well as new outposts in the various systems as part of their ongoing campaign to acquire Guardian relics and technology. More details to follow later. Attention, attention. Lave Station in Fort Myrtle. We interrupt your broadcast to bring you essential system information regarding the planet Lave. One of the oldest colonies of the sector, Colonial Deep Space Cruisers Herschel and Oberon reached the system designated L-453 in 2412. The star system was at that time, unique, a single super-Earth type planet in orbit within the exact habitable zone of a single orange dwarf star. No other planets or sizable bodies existed in the system. The planet's rotation took just over 20 standard hours, and the gravity was close enough to 1G for the difference to be unnoticed. Lave is a trading center for this region of unusual systems. Through some unexplained quirk of nature, all these systems have just one inhabited world orbiting a single star. Lave was most famous for its vast rainforests and the Larvian tree grub. Much of the rainforest has now been cut down and the famous tree grub is now extinct. Lave Station is the galaxy's oldest serving Coriolis. It was commissioned in 2752. Yeah, that's good. 
that's good. Oh, I haven't listened to the podcast yet because I've been a little bit busy <coughs> up on my deathbed. Oh, I've been dying. No, I haven't. Um, now, very kindly in the um, in the stream chat, some people pointed out that I seem to have had a, a forehead to scenery incident at some point in the recent past. Yes, that's true. Um, now, it was nothing to do with the A&E trip last week and it was nothing to do with everything else and the scans and the probing and everything else. Um, it was when I went to vote. During the show last week, I decided to go and vote and unfortunately the left knee that was taken to A&E decided to collapse on me and I headbutted the polling booth, which is there and it hurts. And um, I did look a right Wally and um, it smarted a bit, but it did say make your mark. So I did rather forcefully. If you... If you'd have been voting for Lord Buckethead, you probably would have been safer. Well, I don't know. See, in previous elections, um, we've had the wonderful um, Beer Backy and Crumpet Party locally, which, you know, in the absence of anybody sensible to vote for, that one felt really good. But they weren't there this time. So it was the lesser of four evils, I think, which was uh, write a poem on my polling card. And, um, yes... It was polite. There were no rude words in it. Or there may have been some cow noises and chicken noises and things like LCU. Because, of course, we are before the... Are we still before the watershed? In the guest chair, the really comfy armchair over in the corner over there, um, we've got Spider-Man. No, it's it's um, Commander Shock and Awe. Hello! Also known as John from Spider-Mind. Hello! Hello, hello, hello. How are we all? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Um, we're, we're getting there. We haven't fluffed up too badly yet this week. Well, it's lovely not to be involved at once, because then if it does all go horribly wrong, I don't get the blame. Now, I've got a bone to pick with you, sir. Oh, dear. There was a picture released, wasn't there? A picture released? Yeah, of you over at, um, over at ECM. You were the only was... bored man in the building. Billy ah. Nomates on the stage there on his oh, own. Oh, yes, yes. But that was at the Who Who is Excited at Brexit um, chat, and, and obviously that was just me on my own. Okay. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but uh, now you now should we should we yeah we'll have a proper chat with you now. Should we, guys should we have a proper chat with Spider Mind now? Yes. Spider Mind, also known Hello. as Shook and Or, also known as John. What on earth have you been up to? Um. Well, uh, we have been busily um uh, plotting and planning our new campaign that's going to be coming out in the summer. Which it's not a game; it's an accessory for uh, games. Um, so that's kind of like a kickstart campaign that we're going to be launching a bit later. But because it m- involves manufacturing, it's a completely new ball game for us. So um, having to learn new stuff, which is awesome. Um, we are also in the process of um, sending all of our little scribbles, that is uh, the battle cards, off to our designer. And every so often we get pinged back over. Ooh, for the mug. Um, we get pinged back over um, some lovely um, pictures and some amazing um, bits and pieces for the um, for the lovely battle cards. So we've been putting all that together, and we've also been um, just promoting uh, Legendary Kingdoms, which is our new kind of fighting fantasy style adventure book. Okay, so okay, okay. Now I'm I'm getting all sort of t- twisted around here because right. So we'll start with number one. Number one is the EDRPG. That's where it all began, yes? Yes. That's yes. still going on, yes? Yes, we are... Uh, uh, we, we've recently held a little poll to see what uh, is the next update that people want from uh, EDRPG, and um, we asked them if they wanted a ship, uh, a sexy ship guide sort of book with loads of um, amazing ship porn all over it, or did they want um, a, a new adventure book written for the um, for the system? And most people helpfully voted that they wanted both. 
Um, okay. So, so in, instead, we've decided to do both, but we're going to do a little um, standalone adventure that we're hopefully publishing a little later on in the year. Okay, sounds fun. So then, number two—that's battle cards. That's battle cards. And see, this is the one that I'm—I'm I'm sort of quite excited about EDRPG because I've got one of them. But then I'm really excited about the battle cards. And then I went—I oh, went a bit frustrated, and then I went a bit more excited again. Then I went a bit more frustrated, and then I got all excited recently, and then it all went off. Well, the battle cards uh, is in construction. They are being made um, now. We'd already made a little starter set, which some of the lovely listeners have already experienced at ECM LaveCon last year. Um, and up a volcano. And, and up a volcano and also to the UK Games Expo. Um, but what we have to do now is we have to produce all 225 cards and the uh, um, all the mission cards and all the other bits and pieces as well as a lovely 16 page glossy shiny instruction manual the box and blah 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 so we're in the process of producing all of that and kind of you guys have sort of been involved in some of that well, we, we hope so. We hope so. Um, yes, because I... You, so, you I, did a, I put a message up. I, well, we were going to mention it, but then it's sort of... I think you were trying to join us on one of the shows, then you couldn't then, you know. Yes. Well, life got in the way, uh, mm-hmm. which is a pain. Um, but no, um, it, basically, um, if I'm allowed to um, unashamedly tart go myself... Go on, go on. Um, go on, tart yourself. You, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, it, we are looking um, for ship shots. We're looking for... Now, hang uh, on a second. Just be very, very enunciated clearly on this one well i could just go ship porn because people know what that is i well, need... we're after nine o'clock hang on a second yeah and um, they're just checking whether that passes muster that one you, you tell us again what you're looking for um ship porn it's not just it's okay thank you not Flossie. just ships thank you Flossie. not just ships but mns ships we are looking <laughs> for people who quite fancy the idea of their um huge vessel appearing on the front of one of our cards right. um if they wish uh, that and they think that they're quite good at taking um a, a lovely a glossy selfie then um we are looking for um people to appear on our cards now we ran a competition a while back with frontier and some lovely people won that competition so not only are they getting their ships to appear on the cards but they're also winning loads of goodies free free games all that kind of stuff but now that we're under a little bit of pressure to get this whole thing designed and done by the end of may um we are now i I mean i'm busily out there flying taking pictures of my own ships and then i kind of came up with this idea that actually why don't we ask people who do this all the time and who are really rather good at it that if they want any of their ships to appear on a battle card then they just need to send us um a link to a dropbox folder or a google uh, uh, folder or whatever uh, or just email me their shots and a we bit of a, a picture look. yeah yes a lovely selfie um, right. I, I i could list the ships i'm looking for but i'm pretty looking pretty much looking for um just some some lovely bedecked everything from the sidewinder up um because we've got lots of different variations of ships appearing in the battle cards and so if anybody does want to get involved then uh, yeah i would I would I mean, you, love. You, you did. I mean, there was one of the ones where, oh, I'll, I'll um, send you a list. I thought maybe you shouldn't shouldn't read the list out because, of course, it's um, yeah, there are spoilers in there. But I, I suppose if I, if yes. I read, if I read, you, know, you see, if I read column three, four here, that wouldn't give it away, would it? No, it wouldn't. So you need shots of anacondas, cutters, federal salt ships, Cobra Mark threes in various guises, couriers, cutters, Diamondback scouts, Eagle Mark twos in various guises, doing various jobs. You need F sixty three condors. Don't forget the fighters. Yes, F sixty three condors, federal salt ships, more federal salt ships. 
combatty ones and mining ones and all sorts of further lances, of course. They've got to be bounty hunting and pew pewing those things. Um, <coughs> Imperial cutters, more fighter well, we G. Can add in, we can what? add in the pew pew. We can add in the pew pew. You see, we can turn a completely um, still shot into a racing through space, pew pewing everything type of shot with our amazing wizardry. We just need the ship at the first place. Okay. Yeah, well, there's, there's gunships, there's vipers, there's taipans. I love the taipans. There's more cobras, belugas. Don't forget the belugas, keelbacks. I'm not sure anybody still flies keelbacks, but but they're, they're definitely in there. <laughs> Find something useful <laughs> to do with the keelback. Type 10 defenders, everybody should fly then. Also says, says but there's lots of type 10s you need. Going through here, adders. There's a new ship kit. Are we allowed to use ship kits? In the, uh, the more, yeah, the more the merrier, because some of the names of these ships are just. I mean, there's the, the Cobra GTI. If that doesn't have a fin, then the, the it's, Cobra, the Cobra GTI, the Cobra GTI. Okay, a Cobra GTI. I, I, I mean, yes, the Cobra S. No, the Cobra no. Cobra SD, <laughs> the diesel edition. Deluxe. <laughs> yes, the yeah. was the Cobra gear with a huh in the gear. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the fluffy dice bobblehead. Oh, we need to see. If only I had fluffy dice on the on above me, just here. Um, so what else have we got? We got dolphins. You've spelt it wrong in that document, by the way. Um, what else? We uh, orcas, uh, type nine heavies, type pants, challengers. Oh, there's. A, I didn't say there's a challenger. There's another challenger. Yeah. So basically, selfies of ships. But now. Oh, yeah. You don't want them really small and very far away, do you? You want them sort of front and centre, you know, that, that sort of action shot that when you're at motorsport events, you know, you don't want a side-on shot. You, you want that action three-quarter shot kind of image, don't you? Yes, although there have been a couple of fantastic shots of the um, beautiful and shapely rear of some ships that have featured. But for the majority, you're right, they need to be three I would say the crate, the, the, the rear shots of the crate with mm. the, those engine mm -hmm. blasts coming yep. out the back. That, yep. That's... Yep. That's yep. quite a good one. But but most of them three quarters um, on doing something behind uh, in front of some beautiful piece of scenery is lovely. Just enough bleed for us to um, cut out bits and shape it in the right order. The problem with a lot of people is that they take shots of their ship and a very, very small frame around it. And most of those, whilst they are incredibly beautiful, are absolutely useless for us because we need quite a... A bit of space around. So you'd, you'd say the ship needs to occupy maybe the middle half of a screenshot. Yes. Um, if, you, if you divided it into sort of yeah in, into quarters, then the, the the middle four need to contain your quarters. Middle, you know, middle, four by four. Middle, you know, the, the, yeah, the, the, you know what I mean. I know you, what I do. I do. I do. And the, I mean, there sixteen are some, squares. There are the middle four would be the ship. There you go. Yes. Although, if that is a little bit bigger, it's, it doesn't cause the world to fall apart, um, but not much. Uh, is, is basically the, the the request. So the more bleed we've got, and and of course, if if people now are taking it four K, then that's fabulous because we can zoom into beyond what we need for the cards to to make it look amazing. And what about some sort of other ships being in shot? I mean, if we're doing a combat one, is it okay to have my I don't know federal death machine? I don't own one, but a federal death machine sort of issuing death to things exploding in the background is is that the kind of thing you're... yeah I've, well we've we've also got mission cards and action cards and so if people have got a fantastic shot of a bunch of ships in a scrap or there were some lovely posed shots within the dw2 um expedition where we had one that i'm going to be using from a commander who sent me some shots recently where it's basically a bunch of truckers so it's every size 
truck available right um type 7 9 um there's even a python there and but we of course have got our, our stobart um python so you know there's there's just a whole bunch of sexy truckers and that that now will be one of the delivery missions will involve all those ships so we're, we're also looking for some exciting shots but most of it ship porn is what i'm really looking for okay so they email that to remind me of the email address again it is info at edrpg.co.uk. I'm going to take a good wager that there is one of our commanders who regularly ends up actually doing the the, the group cover shot on the uh, the Facebook page as well. Um, and that, that commander is very likely to get one submitted because some of the shots we get are um, quite quite spectacular yeah i mean i'm looking for um spectacular shots and the the fact of the matter is i could spend the next three weeks trying to take them but i just thought what's the point when there are <laughs> quite literally hundreds if not thousands of fantastic shots taken every week out there already so you you, you want to get immortalized in 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 the game as well and Oh, I don't know. I I like the shots you've got already, but obviously there are more cards coming because the demo copy didn't have everything in it, did it? No, uh, by no means was that a complete set. We've got three new decks coming out. Um, Escalation deck is uh, basically some of the bigger ships um, that are coming out. That's going to be quite exciting. We've got a um, basically a, a, a trucker's deck. Um, that's going to have everything that moves stuff around. Um, uh, can we, can we sort of nobble the people submitting deck. things and make sure there's a Hutton Deckel in the odd one or two of them? Oh, Decal, yeah, I, mean, I should well, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already had I've already had some um, sneaky um, uh, decals slipped in. Also, some lovely ship names. Uh, sometimes you have to edit the ship names out, but sometimes you just want to leave them in because they're awesome. Yeah, of course, rude words on the side of your ship, you know probably aren't going to pass muster but then again you, yeah, you can airbrush you can airbrush them out it's no problem yeah 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 anyway well okay so that's project 2 now you can you can pre-order now you can you get a discount because it's going on retail at 60 quid um so pre-order at 50 and um you yeah so basically it, to all intents and purposes if you pre-order now your postage is free Okay, um, but then there's also the bigger pack, which contains four of them and one of the battle mats as well, the roly the roly battle mats. Yes, because even though one box is perfectly fine, if you the rules of the game are you can play with up to four of the same ship. So if you are feeling uh, flush and you want to play the deck to its fullest potential, then buy four boxes and you get a free flappy map out at the same time now we've got commander Wotherspoons here saying only it yes it is only 50 pounds have you seen actually i i know he's being i know he's being funny there because commander Wotherspoons played this game against me and it is definitely worth every penny of yes especially if there's more in it as well and the and the flappy board because you, you get the fold-out board as by default yes the fold-out game board a so solid cardboard fold-out game board similar to most board games you get but then there is also a um uh, a neoprene um, squidgy mat, roll-up mat that will come free if you order four. That'll also be available um, once we have the boxes ordered and we know when they're going to be delivered to the UK. We will then open up the, shore f the, the storefront to allow people to buy little bits of extra bits and pieces if they want to. Wow. But we're not going to do that because it costs us a small fortune to stock stuff in a warehouse that is going to sit there for the next three months and wait for the rest of the stuff to be made. So we're not going to do that until we're absolutely ready. We know there's going to be a delivery date and then we 
we'll start vlogging all the extra bits and pieces people can buy with it as well. Now, you see, while we were talking, I updated the, the Hutton Truckers Facebook page to an image because, you know, they, they all get submitted and then we update the group picture every now and again. And as we were talking, I said, I know there's one person who's going to get the selfies out there. And without knowing who it was, I went through the list. Oh, that's a sexy shot. Picked it, made it the group photograph. First response from Draxor. Who took this? Second response was from exactly the person I thought was going to send some selfies in with I did. So there you go. I know exactly who's going to be sending in loads of screenshots and they're always awesome and he knows who he is. Now that particular one, not wanting to be critical or anything... But no, that's no good for you. That's great that. for me. No, it's gorgeous though, isn't it? Yes. I mean, that's great for a banner across the top of a thing and it's slightly mm. pixelated, but that's, you know... But some of the other ones that this, this commander has submitted have, have been truly stunning. Of all, the, um, of all the things out there in the galaxy, you know, these funny mollusks and stuffs, you know. Anyway... Um, well, and I've also just been asked by um, Commander um, Edelweiss. Um, Ed Edelweiss, tailor to the stars. Edelweiss, I have been asked how it's going and uh, how the, the Weasel Rat t-shirt sales are going. I will be selling those um, um, at LaveCon. And if you don't wear one, um, I know Ben does, but if you don't wear one and then you put one on, as Commander Witherspoon will um, attest to, you suddenly become more attractive. I, I did notice that. I, I mean, I couldn't help fondling you fondly over at um, ECM when you were wearing it. Yes, it, it happens. It happens and a lot. It does, it does. Um, well, look, thank you very much. And then, then that's number two, number three. Yes, uh, number three is, um, well, of course, there was a there was the snowflake, the, the uh, card game that we dropped in the middle, but um, that has uh, gone on hold um, because we had no money whatsoever to promote that game um, when we did, because, of course, we were in the throes of a, a bit of a punch-up. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, you should see the, the other the, guy. He yeah, probably looks a bit like I do right at the moment. Yes, and... And um, anyway, so so we didn't have any money to put behind that. So, uh, but we did. We were approached by a PR company that quite liked the idea of the concept and wanted to play around with it uh, for a bit. So they kind of run away with that, and we've allowed them to play with it. And if they want to use it, great. If they don't, they don't. So we'll, we'll shelve that for a sec because we're not working on that. But then the, the next project is Legendary Kingdoms, which is a um, choose-your-own-adventure-style game book. Ooh, um, I saw one of these on the table in the raffle. Yes, um, there is a, at the moment a free 44-page sample adventure. It's the first 44 pages of book one that you can, thank you very much, Commander Wolfspoon, for sticking the link up on the Twitch channel. But you can download a free sample which gives you uh, an impression of, of this thing. It's basically a game book, but more Game of Thrones than it is individual solo adventure stuff you take a group and it's um you travel between um various different areas within a king within various kingdoms and it there's as much political machinations as there are individual fighting monsters in dungeons um and uh the first one valley of bones is is going to be released a little bit later on in the year we were initially thinking kickstarter but we've with the number of people who <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> Maybe I should. Hang, yes. hang on a second. We've got a we've got a oh. we've got a special uh, we've got a special special message for Kickstarter here. There you go. Thank you. Al Alvin's yep, not happy. That's about that's about right. Actually, I completely agree with Alvin. But yeah, anyway, we we you know we were going to kickstart it because we you know that's that is the biggest gaming um, platform out there. But. But um, in the end, we've had such um, uh, an overwhelming response to the downloads that we've given away so far that we might actually just say um, sod it to Kickstarter and go straight to print. Well, sounds good. 
I mean, you could yeah. if you were watching the live stream at the moment, you could possibly see that I am a fan of Choose Your Own Adventure books because I currently saw the book. in my hand we have one of my favourites by Herbie Brennan, J H Brennan. I don't know if you remember these ones, Pip, and 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 uh, all all his friends on that one, and and E J Excalibur Junior from Grail Quest, Voyage of Terror. Anyway, oh, that's well, bringing back some memories. Oh, I was yes. more fi- I was more fighting fantasy than I was um, your your style of book. But Oliver would be gushing right now because he's just yeah he loves well, them all. See now, fighting fantasy, we gave lots of that away as well. And, and yes, awful. I saw. Yeah, I know. I wanted to win something, but do you know what? I bought thousands and thousands of tickets and. Every bloody one went to that, you know, him. Well, no, it didn't. This is the thing. It went to everybody else. It didn't go to me. It all went to Buck, as no, I recall. No, 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 no. You know, the, the one who always wins. Yeah, Buck. He always gets it. Oh, Buck Neckard got a few. Yeah, did, yeah did. well, at ten tickets, four awesome prizes, including the star prize of the Lego. Well, we're all jealous. Yeah. I know. I mean, OK, so Jester does buy literally a couple of thousand pounds worth of tickets. Um <laughs> But, it's not, but it's yeah, not, it's actually, it's not. It's not that much. To be, to be fair, he's a massively generous fella. Um, but I mean, everybody checked it. You saw the total. There's no way that's a one-man total. But anyway, no, I know it was amazing. And and actually, congratulations because that amount that you raised was. Yeah, was it a smidgen? Uh, and that's left. Really, um, really Flossie, what's a safe word I can use rather than the rude one I was going to use? Um, and that's left um, earlobe. Short of four thousand, four thousand five hundred, I think, wasn't it? Two, two and a lot, two and a bit thousand for each charity. Thank you very much. You're not bad for a weekend of everyone just hanging out, having a nice time. <laughs> yeah, not bad at all. Kick back, have beer, have fun, give money to charity. What is, yeah, what is there to complain about? So, well, look, thank you very much for coming and join us. You're going to come and join us for the rest of the show as well. Yeah, I'd love to stay on. That'd be awesome. We've got an urgent question for you from one Commander Psycho Cow. Do you need the unique cowskin Type Nine? Do you know what? If someone sent me an amazing picture of a unique cow-skinned Type 9, um, then it would um, have to go in the cards, I think. Well, because there is only one ship with that skin on it. It is When he says yeah. unique, it's not one of those nearly unique words. or No, no, unique yeah. as in literally how, only one. How does Cal feel about somebody else taking that ship out for a spin? I mean... Oh, he's It'd be safer than when Cow takes it out. <laughs> yes. Well, yes, because I know every time Cow takes it out, he blows it up. But um, it's just whether, yeah, I mean, if he's happy for anyone else to take it out for a spin, then a cow-skin cow um, ship would be awesome. Yeah. So the answer to Commander Psycho Cow is probably yes. I just have to pass it through the inventor of the game. Uh, yeah, I'm only the producer. But at the end of the day, I'm the one that orders it from the printers. So, you know. You carry the can. Yes. Yeah. OK, well, look, thank you very much for coming to join us. I well, suppose thank you for having uh, me come and you know, join in the rest of the show, whatever else. Now, to Arvind of Fear, from me. Current location, uh, recuperating in Nurse Wyatt's facility. And by the way, I mean it's me, Cecil, for the mug. Concerning being a little legless. I have to report for the mug that I'm out of action for a little bit. There has been a small accident that's left me totally incapacitated. 
Now, before you jump to conclusions, it wasn't entirely down to the Centauri Megagin from a mug. For the mug. Following my trip to Sol, Manchester is a lovely place, by the way, especially in the sunshine. I've seen pictures of it from the 21st century, and it was a bit of a dive. But since sea levels rose and it became a seaside resort, plus having been destroyed during World War Three, and then rebuilt, then burnt down and rebuilt again, it's much nicer. Unlike Coventry, which is still rather uh, rubbish. Anyway, I digress. Following that trip, I organized a little tete-a-tete -tete with a few commanders. Now that I'm back in the bubble, and what would you know? There, the naughty step in LHS 340, there's a top secret underground bar. Apparently, it's really old and was moved there a few hundreds of years ago, along with what appears to be a millennia or so of collected gin, rum, and a little tonic. Aha! I thought. A tonic is just what I need. So I rounded up Commander Deadmeat. He's bought a new flat, by the way, over here in LHS 340. It's quite nice. A one-room affair, and his neighbours are so lovely. By lovely, I mean that he hasn't said a word to them, and they haven't stolen any of his sausages from the fridge yet. And Claire Helen. No, they haven't stolen Claire Helen. I mean, Claire Helen was there too. She's taken up modelling. Or model making. Yes, model making. Although the one she made of me is entirely too flattering, I must say. Oh, and Commander Aiden. She modelled him. No, she didn't model him. He was there too. I, I think that's not his real name. But as he's working for Alvin's secret police, we daren't call him by his real name in case someone uh, naughty recognizes him. On second thoughts for the mug... I'm not sure I should have said that out loud or written it down. Don't tell anyone. I've never met anyone called Aiden, and Alvin doesn't have a secret police force. I signed the Official Secrets Act years ago, but as this is an unofficial secret, I think I'm okay. Right. Oh, where was I? Oh yes, the bar. Well, when we went there, it was astonishing how much rum there was. They keep it locked in a cabinet so the pirates can't find it. Locked, glass-fronted cabinet with shiny lights on it, so you can see if someone's stealing it. Oh, and some gin. In fact, about 240 of it. The only thing they don't have is Centauri Megagin, but I think that's because it's rare. So, aha, I thought, what better thing to put with a nice tonic 
than a little bit of gin. A lot of a little bit, it turned out. There's one there that is made with Darjeeling tea. I did experiment with dunking my bourbon in it. A biscuit, that is, though indie bourbon might be a good mixer. I can wholeheartedly state that bourbon biscuit dunked Darjeeling tea flavored gin is either wonderful or a really bad idea. I can't really remember, as just in that second, would you believe it, my leg fell off. One second I was drinking, then there it was on the floor next to me. I was thinking, what Wally left his leg lying around when I keeled over, and then thought for a minute, and realized it was me for the mug. Prosthetics these days are so good, you don't even know you've got them. It's got wheely toes and everything. I wish they wouldn't wiggle when they're not attached to the rest of the person. That's a little disconcerting. Unfortunately, as it wiggled before I realized it was mine, I took the time to grab a bar stool and hit it a few times just to make sure it wasn't an alien. And, um, yes, that it was properly dead. What confused me was that it wasn't wearing a shoe. I'm, I'm sure I went out with shoes on this evening. Funny how the pain takes a second to reach your brain. Wireless connection, apparently. So, with a dead leg that was no longer attached under one arm, I mean, attached to my leg under one arm. You know what I mean. I had it under one arm. I stood up and checked with Claire Helen that it wasn't likely to be fatal. She prescribed some more gin for the pain, which, for the mug, from a mug I drank. And that's when the other one fell off. Well, bugger me sideways, I thought. That's jolly inconvenient. There's me, hanging from the bar by my chin, drink in each hand. Dead meat was ever so helpful. He propped me up in one of those lovely Chesterfield armchairs with a cushion behind my back and stood both legs in the umbrella stand. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I had to go back to Nurse Wyatt as I was legless in all senses of the word. She's gone to find the manual to find out how to put them both back on. But in the meantime, could you send some painkillers, please? I've got a bit of a hangover. Lots of love. Cecil. P.S. Tell Lael I'm checking for other prosthetics. I've tugged at everything, and nothing else has fallen off yet. Oh, hang on. Oh, how embarrassing. It fell off. Nurse, I say, nurse? It's flashing. It's flashing. 
Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. As part of Sandy Partners' ongoing campaign to acquire Guardian Relics and Technology, two permanent megaship ferries will be set up between Zendi and Senyuf EN-HD11-96, carrying commanders to and from the systems. In addition, two outposts and an installation have been set up to store, research and sell any findings that commanders or Zendi's own convoys discover. The Conduit and Sadler's Song are megaships built to securely transport a high number of ships between Zendi and Sinyuf ENHD1196. The Prospect outpost in Sinyuf ENHD1196 has been established to provide a hub for pilots gathering Guardian commodities from nearby ruins. The intention is to facilitate the research and development of Guardian human hybrid technology. Seeker's Rest outpost in Rigo XQLC2129 is a waypoint for convoys and other ships travelling to Sinyuf ENHD1196 without the assistance of a megaship. This outpost provides an opportunity to refuel and repair prior to reaching ancient Guardian space. Iron span installation in Sinyuf ENHD1196 is an installation offering accommodation for scientists, engineers and professors specialising in Guardian Human Hybrid Technology. Housing and other amenities are provided there, along with state-of-the-art research facilities. Starting today, Zendi Partners' key assets will be deployed in-game, allowing commanders to board the megaships or dock at the various outposts. In addition, two entirely new ways to gather Guardian materials and commodities in and around these Guardian sites will be introduced. Commanders will be able to pirate ships and convoys for Guardian commodities, while scavengers will be able to salvage wreckages for Guardian materials without firing a shot. That sounds good. The new megaship ferries in both Zendi and Senyuf ENHD1196. Yeah. <laughs> will begin their maiden voyages on the 16th of May and permanently jump between the two systems on the weekly server tick every Thursday, now and in the future. With Zendi Partners looking to exploit the vast rich riches of guiding technology in and around the nearby Guardian sites, shrewd commanders who are capable of making their own way to the system may want to use the new opportunities to gather Guardian commodities. After all, Zendi Partners are sure to pay a pretty penny for it. With Zendi Partners' assets in place, they seek the assistance of the galactic community to help them gather Guardian commodities and materials. This will come in the form of a trade community CG starting on May the 16th at the Prospect Outpost. You will need a small or medium ship to participate. If the community goal is successful, commanders will unlock the ability to purchase Guardian modules at the Prospect. You will still need to previously unlock the modules via Tech Brokers and a Guardian Tech Broker at the Prospect. More details of this CG will be given next week. And that's this week's CG News. You've flown ships at max speed. Mm. 
You felt the power of the 30 megawatt mining laser. Ooh. You've experienced the efficiency of the MB4 mining machine. Wow. But it leaves every hardcore miner with just one question. Why can't I get a shave that's that fast, close and efficient? Introducing the Saracen MB5 shaving drone. It's so smooth. Combining the power of a mining laser with the convenience of a drone. It's like every hair is targeted by a fighter and destroyed. Saracen's patented shaving drone attaches to your face at the start of the day. Leave it to do its work, and when you come back to check, your face is shaved. He's so smooth. It's like I'm mining my face. The Saracen MB5 shaving drone. Now I feel manly. Saracen shaving. Making shaving an unnecessary adventure. Galnet News Digest, 9th of May 3305, sponsored this week by the Pilots' Federation Support Wing, falling over itself to help. In this week's news, Hermit comes home. Thargoid hunting unsustainable, claim. Mighty megaships and crafty convoys. Hermit comes home. Stranded rock hermit Commander Leandri is a hermit no more, after a humanitarian effort by the Pilots' Federation support wing. Commander Leandri had become trapped on the less popular side of Beagle Point, after running out of Jamponium materials, leaving him with a jump range approximately one light year less than the distance to the closest star. Hearing of his plight, the Pilots' Federation reportedly deployed an interstellar tugboat and has towed the stranded commander's ship to safety. Commander Leandri expressed his deepest gratitude to the support wing before heading off on a search for geraniums. A word from our sponsors. This is a public service announcement from the support wing of the Pilots' Federation. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Do something you instantly regret and get your ship destroyed or get stranded with no hope of escape. 2. Log out immediately. 3. Write a forum post. 4. Go to support.frontier.co.uk and open a ticket. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Pilots' Federation. We have dev tools you don't. Any questions? Thargoid hunting unsustainable. Claim. 
Concerns arising that human interference in the galaxy may be wiping out indigenous life forms. An increasingly popular pastime in recent years has been the so-called Thargoid hunt. Highly engineered, overpowered human ships, often in groups or wings, drop into a colony of these majestic, beautiful creatures and rip them to pieces using specialised hunting weapons. Advocates of the practice say that big Thargoid hunting helps to support conservation efforts, but in reality, the number of Thargoids has been dwindling to dangerously low levels. So much so, that on the 8th of May there were no reported sightings of Thargoids at all. With numbers falling this low, surely a halt must be called to the Thargoid hunting, or else there may be nothing left to hunt. Mighty megaships and crafty convoys. The Zendi partners may have set up shop in an exciting Guardian-rich system, but there's still another week to go before the Space Shuttle starts its regular route from Zendi. Meanwhile, there's plenty to explore, with rumours of convoys carrying vast quantities of Guardian technology. And even at this early stage, of wrecks overflowing with Guardian riches. All this effort is to develop yet more powerful weaponry to hunt down and destroy the few remaining Thargoids. With the apex predator removed, the fragile ecology of the galaxy may be doomed. And that's this week's Galnet News, brought to you by the Pilots' Federation Support Wing. Support tickets for when the fuel rats simply aren't enough. Well, howdy there, partner. My name's Buck, and I'm a trader. People ask me, Mr. Naked, just what do you trade in? Well, I'll trade anything to earn me more credits, but what old Buck Naked trades in is his very own space cow. Y'all know it as the Lake On Spaceways Type 9. She may turn slow and lumber along, but she's got plenty of room in her belly to store your load. And when I take her to Hutton Orbital, you can be sure that Buck Naked will be relaxing in his cockpit, counting the credits those poor saps will pay me for delivering hundreds of tons of goods they need. So if you want to get rich, pick yourself up a Lacon Spaceways Type 9, the Space Cow, for your utter delight. Smile on your face Maybe 
Keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as having a dream about being on Hutton Orbital News and it taking so long to start, it delays your waking up for the day. True story. <laughs> so let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the explorers, jumping around like them bullfrogs down by the creek, Commander Isley, 1975, took the lead with just about 66,800 light years jumped. That ain't like last week's 100K, but it's impressive enough. Tearing up the Don's Pithy Pirates this week is Commander Texas Stu with 26.4 million credits earned and accounted for. Stu tosses out rolls of duct tape to each pirate so they can patch up their ship. Lickety split. Our top mission trucker this week is Commander Bograt with 292 mission points earned. Well, that's earned you a coupon from McThargoids this week, Commander. Hauling cargo like a hunting trucker auto. Commander Short Engineer 78 transported and sold over 375,000 tons this week. Yes, sir, you heard me right. 375,000. Word is he's discovered quantum storage. Driving the Hutton High Speed Rail this week, Commander Night Ranger hauled 4,090 passengers around the galaxy. Now you beat out last scores, last week's score by a good margin there too. Our fastest run, Hutton Orbital, is still held by Commander Litho Breaker in one hour, 23 minutes, and nine seconds. And our fastest run so far in this month of May was done by Commander Malice XR3 in one hour, 23 minutes, and 56 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker. Brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, only ships in the galaxy that only pick up one radio station, Hutton Orbital Radio. Shield at 14%. Thanks for the warning, but I can read. These guys are going to gank me. Incoming communication. Open a channel. Feeble pilot, you will surrender your craft to us or face destruction. Well, I could, but there's at least one thing my craft does better than yours. Oh yeah? What's that? Break. 
now I've got you. One down, one to go. Alert. Is equal alarm. A commander requires rescue. Somebody else's problem. Incoming communication. Go on then. Keep them coming. That was my brother, you son of a spacer. And his bounty will be very useful. Look, there's two ways this can go. So how about we call a truce so I can pick up his pot? Um, how about no? Alert. Escape pod alarm. A commander requires rescue. Yeah, yeah. They keep each other company until some other sucker comes through. One more bounty in the bank. Good. Updating Elite Federation of Pilots record. Your combat rating has increased to below average. <laughs> well, don't let my official record fool you. Congratulations, Commander Thane. Find out more information about Escape Velocity at laveradio.com forward slash escape velocity. You can back Chris in his Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash radio theatre workshop. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off?